0: Here's that. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal. Protonic reversal.
1: Not the common neutron.
2: Reversal Radio Valencia party people, here we are, live broadcasting from the Moody Household Radio Valencia Protonic Reversal, coming at you. What is the Moody Household, mind you? Home none of the Today's guest, the incredible, amazing, wonderful, and in every possible way... Interesting one for you, mean Mr. Jeff Moody. You are listening to Radio Valencia. Radiovalencia.fm. And the song you hear is the Van Tilts. Those are bow I am your host, Conan Neutron. I'm sitting here with a ramshackle, at best, setup. <laughs> and I'm going to play some tunes for you. I think it's going to be a pretty darn good time, so I invite you to hang in with me, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get awesome, there's a chance that I might think it might get weird, but uh, I think it's mostly just going to be awesome, and that is a good place to be, Indeed. Oh, so big news in the Kona Neutron world. I am still getting getting over. One well, never really gets over it. Though I'm still recovering. Recovering. I think recovering is the right word. I'm the BRF barbecue. Chicago. What a great time. Uh, something along long lines of 50 plus bands. All of them fantastic. Uh, and just the most incredible ponderance of of great people, endless hugs, (laughs) perhaps too much drinking, things along those lines, and just the best best times. Uh, It's a great place to be Uh, for those that did attend the PRF West. It is much the same level of singularities of good times, and it is kind of one of my favorite things ever, and it's been great being out here. Stick around a couple more days in the Midwest for returning back home. Going to see the now-controversial band Tilts, which I will get into later. But for now, uh, I'm going to play you a song by one of my favorite bands of the entire PRF Barbecue, favorite performances for sure. This is uh, Dead Rider with Weird Summer. Christopher Kasuga and I play guitar and sing into a microphone in the rock band Feeling Gravity's Pull from Merced, California a band in a town that you may have not heard anything about and you are listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal a radio show that you may have also not have heard about which broadcasts every Thursday morning from 8 to 10 Pacific on San Francisco's very own Radio Valencia Kasuga what a cool guy I like that guy like, that guy's an awesome guy. He's a good guy. If you're the kind of person that are into good guys, you'll you'll like Christopher Kasuga. Oh, so let's work out what we had there. So we started with a little Dead Rider. Weird Summer it was a band that shows you that you can have you can have a slouch hat, and you can rock it pretty hard, and that's <laughs> that's a good place to be. After that, we had like like the 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 death with. Night of a Hundred Hondos, sassy little number by a sassy band from Milwaukee that honestly could be on the cover of Sassy if they still. Hmm. Do they still have bands on there, or is it just like Justin Bieber or something? I don't know. Whatever. What do I know from it? Great band. They played the Pier BBQ. Barbecue. They kicked off uh, one of the days. I don't remember which one. It was early. It was just a nice shot of morning coffee. After that, show favorite minutes with Raise Our Fists Up. I played that one before. I'm sure I'll play it again. It was a, for sure, highlight and momentous part of the show, and it was a very special moment. There, there was a lot of uh, you know, emotional, <laughs> good good emotions going on, and that, that was a nice thing to see. It was, it was a very moving Part of a very moving weekend. After that was Nonagon with Vikings, which John HCA did already have queued up, as I mentioned. <laughs> but I would have played to embarrass you as well. Great song off of the, uh, not the most recent Nonagon release, but the one before that. People Live Everywhere. Super duper worth checking out. Gotta, gotta get them all. Much like Pokemon. Catch them all. This is... Protonic Reversal. It is live. You are listening to... Protonic Reversal. On Radio Valencia. And I gotta tell you, remote broadcast, there's a lot to set up. I'm not good with technology, come on. Exactly. Thank you, DJ Real Time Drop. DJ Real Time Drop. Drop! DJ Real Time Drop is actually not here, but is appearing by soundboard via soundboard so just so you know we will impress you later real time drop looking forward to having you back in the studio next week back at radio valencia coming up in about 10 minutes we're going to have an interview i did last night with none other than the man myth and legend mr jeff moody and i'm going to tell you right now people this is going to be something you you do not want to miss you're not going to want to miss this uh this is a man with wisdom Wisdom, I tell you. This is a man that absolutely uh, lives it every day of his life, and uh, you should listen to his his knowledge when that comes up. But we're going to play a couple songs before that, so I hope that's okay with you, and even if it isn't, we're still going to do it right okay so here's a song by a band called seminars sweat feels like blood Shotgun with garbage destinations. That is off of their lovely, just, just delightful second record. The one I believe this is called "Hurry Up Shotgun," aka the orange one. <laughs> there's a there's an orange one, and that's uh, that's that's what that one is. Now here's where it gets tricky. If you want to get that one, you have to go to "Hurry Up Shotgun." No, you, <laughs> I'm wrong already. You go to hurryup.bandcamp.com. Okay? But if you go to hurryupshotgun.bandcamp.com, they have their newest EP. Are you confused? I hope so, because I'm here to do that. I'm I'm here to I'm here to confuse everybody. We have answers. <laughs> They're not necessarily the correct answers, but we have answers. That is a very real thing that uh, will happen. Here on the one, the only... photonic reversal. Ah, Radio Valencia. We are broadcasting from the Jeff Moody compound. Compound? Can I say compound? I always feel like there should be people that are armed. Uh, there's a very cute dog that just leaped up under the couch to try to co-host with me. We will see if um, said dog has any bits... Or any radio presence. The bar of entry has been set low. <laughs> so we'll see how that works out. Um, I got two more songs. I was trying to do a thing. And that, that's where we run into trouble, people. We try to do a thing. You don't always do the correct thing. But I was trying to get a song by an excellent band called We right On cute up. I didn't quite make it in time. We'll play that and a few other tunes, and we're going to listen to my interview with uh, one of my favorite human beings, Mister Jeff Moody of Stripwax fame. And I think you're going to enjoy it. So uh, these, I'm going to have three songs for you here. Uh, two of them are quick, and one of them is not. <laughs> so uh, we're going to listen to you know what I I just decided I'm I'm changing this up okay there'll be three quick songs I'll play the other one later so there's three quick songs here Uh, we're gonna start off with a uh, raucous really raucous band that and I mean that as a compliment to be clear from New York that uh, rocked my socks off at the pier of barbecue and that is a band called we ride on and the song called plastic vampire teeth (laughs) That was Snot Rocket by the band Motherfucker from Athens, Georgia. A, a name that you cannot go lightly into the night with. To be sure, you have to be of a certain caliber of badassery, which those three ladies most certainly are, as the song Snot Rocket, which is a band that, another band that blew me away at the Chicago version of the PRF barbecue. You were listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. And uh Platonic Reversal. We thank you for that. I'm sitting here with none other than one of my favorite human beings in all the land. Mr. Jeff Moody. Jeff Moody, hello. Hi. Favorite human beings, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's it's you. a it's a short list. I'm, I'm, I'm a choosy man, but I, Damn, awesome. I I appreciate you your deeds, your things, your that you the, the have done, your your character. I like your band. I like your, your your comic strip. There's a comic strip known as Wax that I was a fan of for years. That you did. Uh, that was I guess you would call it like you know like a, like a four-panel comic strip that was about rock and roll. Yeah. Right. Is that how you would you would call it? this? Is how I know you from
0: Comic Strip Record Review.
2: Yeah, and it would review the record in the. Uh, we're gonna turn you up just a smidge in there. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's review the record in the confines of the comic. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's a fair assessment
0: yeah yeah it was really patterned after um anybody that read uh cream magazine back in the 70s the mad pack comic strip that was tucked back into the review pages of cream that's what i that's what i modeled it after because i I read that when i was a kid and i was just along with everything else that was going on in cream all the great writing and all the sure there was a lot to love yeah um that was uh, that was something I was always obsessed with. So you know, I was finally lucky enough to, through the magic of the internet and electronics, I was able to finally be able
2: to. But it, it wasn't print magazines because that was one of the first times I saw it. Was uh, I think it was Zero Magazine? I can't remember exactly for yeah. Bay Area denizens. If you ever played in a band, you've seen a Zero Magazine at large at your practice space, and uh, you know. Probably sound like maybe a cover article about Creeper Lagoon, perhaps something along those lines. And then you would also see a strip wax comic inside, and that's—I knew that comic for a long time before I ever knew you.
0: That's really—that was wild. I remember when you told me about that. That was—that was, that was really crazy to hear. Turn it up. Zero was like one of the places where um, the editor was I, really great for picking it up, but like not really on top of things until like um 2 hours before deadline right accurate right. assessment I'd would, I would yeah. say yeah sure <laughs> so he was one of those guys who was like okay yeah zero yeah yeah, yeah. that guy
2: yeah and it, it was it was something where it became very poignant to me uh, in, in my my other life of, of music that when you actually did a review of my band's record that was actually like a very big deal to me like that that was like a momentous Occasion where I was like, "Oh my God, there's a strip wax. <gasps> Oh, it's awesome! <laughs> like this is so cool! This is the best! This is the best thing that ever has bested! This is wonderful!"
0: That's crazy to hear too, because I, you know, because I did strip wax for, you know, for, uh, the vast majority of it was done in my basement with no feedback and you know anything. I mean, they get sure. a letter once in a while, I'd email from somebody that would, <laughs> you know, ask if. You know, I, I with just weird questions, but then to actually, you know, um, write about a band that you know I would eventually meet and and become friends with was very absolutely cool. yeah.
2: It's it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a nice place to be, and it's although although the the doors are now shuttered on Strip Wax, I know I understand there is an archival project of of sorts. Is yeah. that something that we that we can speak to, or is that something? That, yeah, yeah.
0: I guess so, because I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a big secret or anything. Are you going to give Steven a... Steven Spielberg Protonic hasn't reversal. called or anything. Protonic whatever. reversal.
2: Exclusive right now?
0: Protonic reversal.
2: Is that what's going to happen?
0: I, yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> exclusive because no one else is talking about it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, Ryan Werner, uh, you know, your friend... And and my friend, still a friend of mine, son, a dude I met, a dude I met through you,
2: <laughs> great man,
0: yeah, and a and a hot shit writer too. God, the guy is just just talented. phenomenal. Yeah, he's, and he's a
2: talent he's a talented dude in, in many aspects, including. Uh, wearing wonderful tights and putting on a great show.
0: But he's way more than meets the eye.
2: Not just jackass. <laughs> like, like he's not just a jackass. He, he's more uh, than a
0: jackass. He's
2: a superlative jackass. Don't you, get me wrong.
0: You but, look at Ryan and you think. Oh my God! Yeah. What's this guy's going on, on?
2: Seventeen different types of drugs, and he's you know like yeah. whatever. Just, uh,
0: but he's like straight as an arrow, and the coolest guy, and super thoughtful. And oh my God! Can I mean yeah? Because you know the kind of writing that he does, it I takes do it takes you, you gotta really dive deep into you know some serious waters to to come up with the stuff that he's writing. And he does it.
2: a uh, label called Passenger Side Books, which is which yeah. is great, and that's I think I believe where the strip wax collection eventually will live
0: yeah yeah okay. yeah
2: that, and not
0: not to you know no 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 that's fine I, I guess I mean, we'll, we go stroke right Warner off some more some I don't, more, even, know we're, I don't <laughs> even know what we're, I don't even know what we're I don't even know what we're doing exactly but I he asked me to do like five you know thousand words for a chapbook, book and um, so I just basically it was like la historia de strip wax but so it ended up being Kind of like the history of everything that I, you know, have been doing like my done, whole life. Sort of, yeah, right. With which, music, so because it all led up, because it all led up to strip wax. Well,
2: and, that, and that's a good, that's a good point that, uh, that I was going to segue to anyway. Is that. You're a man that, that started a started a band. Yeah. Very very late in life.
0: Yeah, really late in life. I, I'm, I'm 50, <laughs> and I never. And, and, I always, and
2: I believe you you have a pretty good pull quote for it that is that, on the internet. What's uh, what? That, that? that, that, that's like uh, something along the lines of, uh, "Hey, we're a bunch of old mfers." Yeah. Yeah. Let's start a band.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That, yeah, Val. That's Val's thing. She, she thinks it's very funny. That uh, it's,
2: uh, you know what? She's right. It is. It's, we it's, have a, it's pretty a, fantastic.
0: We have a median age of about forty-eight in this band. So,
2: and this is the band foul mouth. It has. There's a lot of yeah. intercapping involved. But if you look up foul, F O W L, yeah, foul mouth.
0: You 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 can. Not to be confused with Foul Mouth, the hip hop group in Australia. That that they were there first, but. I'm,
2: Already confused. So yeah. I'm, I'm sure the listeners are the same way.
0: We've already blown by them. Nobody cares about. Yeah, you, you Google it, and there we are. We're
2: but but you're a bunch of fellows, you know, that that are fans of certain kind of music and and a certain kind of a presentation for that music. What what led you to take the jump from being someone that like writes about music that, charitably, we could say, has a limited audience and then be someone that plays music that we can charitably say has a limited audience. It
0: was totally by accident, because I never thought that... I was resolved with the idea um, of never being in a band or anything. And I, and I thought sure. for like the last probably 15, 20 years, and I thought, well, I'll just be a guy that writes about it, because I just love it. I mean, I, I wake up listening to music, and I go to bed listening to it. And, um, but it was purely by accident, because a guy that... I had one band before in my actually two. I um, abandoned a college that was called Sea Spot Running. Our drummer Tom Salir. I was in that band with him like a million years ago. Sure. And then I worked at Abbott Laboratories for a long time in North Chicago. On um, uh, we worked. One of the things that we made was Selson Blues. So we uh, we would have a Christmas show every year because the company wouldn't put on a Christmas show. The employees would put on our own party, and, and we started a band called the Selson Blues. Brothers band, it was was ridiculous. We dress up in you know blues brothers outfits and do blues songs, and it was was a ball. I mean, because like everybody, really, all the all the employees really dug it, you know. So it was a fun party, and that was the whole that was the whole point. It was more not so much about the band, but just throwing this really great bash. And um, but what happened with Falmouth was Tom Salier, um. After college he moved out to California, lived in New York for a while. He's been a, you know, a just a music like a career musician his whole life. And um what ended up happening was he he went through some hard times out in California, got divorced, decided to move back to Kenosha. Because all his friends are here, his family's here. Sure. And I swear to God, the first, the second thing that came out of his mouth was, you know, besides, "Hey, how's it going?" Mm-hmm. Was we should start a band, like right now. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> hey, how you doing? We
2: should start a band.
0: We should just start a band, like right now. And I thought, okay, well, you know, gosh, I've only been thinking about you know wanting to be in a band with you for like my whole life.
2: Right. So
0: yeah. um, never thought it would happen. So you know, let's get let's get a guitar player and let's get a bass player and let's just do it, you know. So first guitar player I thought of was Steve Smith because, you know, Steve and I had been... I've known Steve for a really, really long time, and we were... Uh, we would see each other, like, every couple times a year. We'd be at a bar drinking or whatever, and we'd start joking around about, you know, we really should get that band thing going, you know. We right, should do right, it.
2: Right, Just as, like, an idea, maybe almost like a white whale in the distance of, like, hey, here's a thing that we should...
0: Yeah, we, probably we, be doing. We would always kind of talk about it and you know we just it just was like this. it became this joke you know and um but when Tom came back I gave Steve a call and I said hey you know that thing we always kind of goofed around about might be able to actually do it. <laughs> right
2: and, yeah yeah. And mm-hmm. so
0: he this was, potentially might be an actual thing. <clears throat> and yeah. he was what Steve was doing was he was just dying to play so he was going down to Chicago to like he would like crash like jazz sessions with people and stuff and just play jazz and and um so he was like, "Yeah, I'm in." And then um, Guy Christianelli was drumming with his brother. You just met a whole bunch of you just had the Christianelli experience. Right,
2: right. And, for, and for those I bl- and I don't believe I actually have mentioned in the, in this bit, but uh, just for, for the record, Protonic Versatile is coming at you from the uh, deepest heart of the Midwest, uh, and none other than uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah, today, which if you are a regular Bay Area denizen, you probably are going to, need to find a map to figure this out. But it, it, we're Deep in the heart of awesome territory, that
0: <laughs> it's easy. It's it's very unique. Look at in look, its way. find Lake Michigan, and then right. look between Chicago and Milwaukee, and there we are. We're, we're like right there. We're in between those right. two places, and
2: so. great, great place that I feel like I've out have had outsized positive reactions to, like yeah. uh, just like the, the most awesome experiences. And uh, uh, I I largely do thank you for that because this is (laughs) because uh, all all the experiences that I've had have all been leading from the Jeff Moody camp, and I think that's one of the things that makes you a a interesting, enigmatic figure in the rock and roll world.
0: So, (laughs) wow! All right,
2: professional segue. uh, So, Steve, (laughs) yeah, and and then you're, you're talking
0: um you had the crucialelli experience right. tonight so I, I did. you met a couple of guys' brothers um guy was drumming with his with those two guys actually they were a trio they were a rockabilly trio sure um, Steve, you met on mm-hmm. stand-up bass, and his brother Rick, who hates the sky, <laughs> on, uh, on, uh, and he hates to be hugged. Um, he, he's, he's on guitar, fellows, yes. and Guy was drumming. Well, Guy is actually a guitar player. Mm. He just picked up drums because he knew Rick wasn't going to play drums, and you know Rick's a real good guitar player. So Guy thought, "I'll just pick up drums," and was playing drums in that band. And my God, he's phenomenal! Yeah, it turns out he's good. Yeah, he's yeah, awesome. really, really good. Fantastic. <clears throat> but he's a he's a, he's a really terrific guitar player and he's been playing for you know a million years and so we were like well we should uh we should talk to guy too because like old junk was breaking up you know he was getting tired of of doing that so guy was on board right away and guy knew tom and you know they were friends so that happened and then the the last thing was getting the bass player and i always wanted to be in a band with dave aiello dave aiello is a guy from town here that has had a band called ashcan school since uh the probably about 1980. Um, the first band I ever snuck into a bar when I was underage to go see was, was Ashcan School. <laughs> Fantastic. And and I, you know, from then, I, I Dave has always been my my favorite bass player of any bass player anywhere at any level since then. And so I was like, guys, we should really see if we can get Dave on. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, get good Dave. luck, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. And so we invited him. Dave was kind of like, oh, I don't know, you know, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'll got come and thing.
2: I'll- I got this laundry, <laughs> like, I, I, you know. I don't.
0: <laughs> he was like, I'll, I'll come and check it out and see see what I, you know, see what happens. And so he came and he hung out and like about after we were doing a couple of things that we showed him a couple of things that we were working on and he's like yeah you know so he just kind of jumped in and that was it i mean he was in after that you did you jump him in did you no. Did you like? No, it he really. Tough? It was pretty amazing because you know, well, like, and Janet was Janet. His wife Janet is a singer in Ashcan School, and she's phenomenal. I, I've just been watching her for anything I've learned has been from her, watching her sing for years oh, and true. years. And she was like right off, like, "You guys, wow, these are really great songs." I, I think you know, between Janet saying that and Dave sitting there listening, I think you know, Janet was kind of the green light to like for Dave to jump in, and then. You know, Janet would come to every practice because her and Dave are just inseparable, you know? So, and Janet's always like, gosh, she's always been like, from the start, super encouraging. And, and, uh, I think that, you know, I think they kind of pushed Dave into it. And since then, it's just been, it's great because we've all been friends forever.
2: Right. So you already have that sort of camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> preloaded, if you will.
0: So, I mean, so that, that worked out really, really well. So it, it's, um, you know, it was, it was great. You know the story about Steve Smith. Steve was, um, Steve was sick the whole time, right.
2: And for those that you know maybe don't know the, the story of Thalmouth are, are are not residents of the you know Kenosha area. I just noticed that coffee cup has a mustache, by the way. Fantastic visual humor for the radio, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's Too bad we're not live streaming on right, right. it's
2: too bad. But uh, so. Yeah so, so for, for those that, that are not aware at, at one time Thaw Mouth, which is a four piece band was a five piece band
0: yeah yeah up until yeah the first year um what it ha- what happened was Steve was uh Steve was really sick and we and we knew that and because he, he we never talked about it until you know after everything happened right he he I mean, there were a few practices where he just hit uh, he had, he had extreme uh diabetic and um, he his kidneys were failing him too so he was going in for dialysis like once a week Oh wow! Okay, he couldn't even drive so what was going on with us is we you know I'd go down he lived in Zion um, just over the border in Illinois so I would because he couldn't drive because of his condition I would go down and pick him up drive him up drive him back um, from practices and shows and all that and it you know he would have these up and down moments and it seemed like he was getting better though i mean it's we really none of us saw this coming at all you know um we we played uh we the last show that he played um was up in racine at this place called evelyn's we played with some old friends of ours um a band that was kind of a one-off thing that some like these kenosha rock and roll vets uh sure and steve um Steve played bass in that band. They called Veronica Late. They were like a Johnny Thunders kind of like a Johnny Thunders trio. Okay, band. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they were they were just fantastic. And they, we asked him to play with us, and it was a great show. It was great, great fun. Um, and Steve, who would sit down a lot during shows, he stood up that whole night. He was a riot. He was you know having a great time. Um, I dropped him off, and he was like, "Yeah, okay, we'll see you. Uh, you know, we'll see you on Wednesday." That was really great. Thanks. It was so much fun. And and uh, his I found out on Monday because his uh, his nephew had called me and told me what happened. So um, he just basically just kind of collapsed, and is you know he's on his way to a, on his way to his room, and he just collapsed. So wow, um, that yeah. night, that same night, uh, actually the next night, the it next was, night, okay, it was, uh, yeah, the Sunday night following. So um, I found out on Monday, and um, actually the PRF was. That weekend of the funeral, the following weekend, so
2: right, that's right, and I remember you mentioning that in just again, since this is this is largely a PRF barbecue wrap up, yeah, so anyway, but this is a yearly event that happens in Chicago, of which now happens in the Bay as well as you know, the UK and uh, yeah. other, other places but I, I remember distinctly personally seeing you and hearing the news and just being like wait what happened? Like yeah. what? What? Like what? I just didn't I saw pictures from a show that just what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, it seemed kind of hard to understand and,
0: It was really hard to understand it was really shocking um one of the greatest things, I love this. I love this group of PRF people because it's like I, just in a million ways. I could go on for like you know two hours about how wonderful everyone is. Um, the way that people responded, you know, Josh and Garth and the Rutabaga they actually dedicated a song to Steven. They yeah. didn't even know him, um, but they still. Those guys feel. Both yes, of those guys, <laughs> they feel things so deeply. There,
2: there's a lot of feelings there, and it, it, it's been interesting. As I believe I said uh, at, at the Thunder Snow event this year that it, it was amazing seeing a band that, you know, the year before it was like, oh, what's going on? The Rapscallions? Where are they from? Like, you know, like, what is this? What is this? No, no, no. To, like, go from that to see them become this, this juggernaut of uh, uh, just, like, you know, emotional release and to find their natural audience yeah. in a way that just, like, connects on such a deep, intrinsic, and emotional level. You know, it's something you hope for for like every great band, and you know, one out of five hundred actually actually yeah. makes that kind of connection, I, and they're I, that good too. And I, I
0: play them on the show all the time. And I, I love them. I've never dearly. been I've never been so close to a band that is universally loved by like everybody you know people that listen to you know like light rock you know <laughs> yeah
2: d- people that go on, the guitars that are, like you are know, so like loud. slayer yeah,
0: fans yeah. you know everybody's okay. going everybody just loves those guys you know they connect on some level with everybody and it's it's pretty purely amazing you know so they, i mean they did you know that that weekend we were able to make it down at one day um and, and they did that thing and the body futures did a thing and um real quick and it was just you know everybody was just like so nice and sweet and you know feeling bad about about all that and um it was you know it was that made things better a, a little right. bit as is you know as bad as everything was that that i was really glad that you know val and vanessa and i went down and, and experienced that because it kind of made us feel a little bit better about, sure. about the whole thing so so yeah, you know, and then like later, I it was just like a couple of weeks after the PRF, the the summer ride. That we do this big handlebars and bars summer ride where we have a bunch of bands playing.
2: And it's something that I think the Bay Area could actually learn a lot from because everyone likes their bikes and they, you know, they like going to bars. But yeah, the 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 idea is that you know people get on their bike and they they go to a bar and you know then there's like bands that play and it's a whole situation. People, everyone goes to the next bar and yeah. it's, it's 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 a it's a nice event.
0: It, it's a, it's a really cool it's yeah. It's very cool. And it's it's really well it's well organized and the people are pretty cool about like not getting too crazy because they want to protect it. they don't want the you know no one wants the cops to step in and have to like babysit us. So right. everybody's really good about keeping things under control but still having a a wild time. Um and then Rutabaga played and and they did the same thing and what was really cool about that was they played a uh, they played in front of a bunch of people that Steve knew and were still kind of feeling the pain and right, right. the be- Rudebeg had you know, just started talking about it and then playing a song and people were just like, Wow, ah. I mean it yeah, was Yeah,
2: totally just it was amazing. Sure it was so very, very
0: they're like Muslim God, moments. those guys are anytime they come at Kenosha, people are gonna show up because yeah. they really just love those guys, you yeah. know, for, for for how great they are and for what they did. And
2: for so. an honest human connection for like a traumatic, you know, kind of
0: Yeah. Yeah
2: just rough, rough event.
0: Yeah. Top to bottom. So yeah. So now we're a four piece, and 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 uh, and it's it was really weird for a while because it's kind of like trying to fly with one wing, you know? Cause sure. You're it's Like, like of how do
2: we even? How does this? What does this look like? Yeah. How do we do this? What it is, what was this?
0: especially really <laughs> difficult for guy because the the saddest thing is is those two guys really played well together and right. like compliment. They're playing complemented each other, and they never played together before. Um. So it was really, really hard for Guy then to do... Because Steve's style of playing was completely different. Right. Yeah. Um, Guy's... I You know, and I'm probably talking out of turn about things I don't truly understand, but just seems like more of a... Guy's really an instinctive player, and in I think he's really influenced by what I hear in his music. I hear a lot of country, and I hear a lot of rockabilly okay. in his playing. Sure. Whereas Steve is... Frip, you know, I mean, he's Steve likes Adrian Ballou, he likes Fripp, right? He, but he likes Buddy Guy, he liked Buddy Guy, too, you know. So, Steve had this really weird, like, vast range of influences, you know, whereas Guy coming was from a little a way, bit more,
2: more cerebral, kind
0: of like crazy, really just coming up with all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm, Guy sure. was a little bit more focused, but like. You know, he could play pretty when he wanted to. Right, right. Steve would always joke about, I don't play pretty, but, geez, he played really pretty, you know. Um, so it was really hard for Guy, I think, initially to, okay, the songs that we have, how do I play Steve's parts? How do I work those in? And it really took everybody a long time to kind of work that out. But what ended up happening was they kind of divided it up. Dave changed a lot of his bass lines to kind of match some of the things that Steve were doing sure. in the appropriate places. And then Guy... I've just really figured out some really great ways to get through those. So, so we really haven't ditched like too many of those songs. There's a few that we don't really do because they were Steve's pretty much, and you right. can't yeah. do them without him. Yeah. <laughs>
2: totally. I, it's, I mean, I think that's understandable, but I think it's also, I think it's good that you guys kept doing it and, and you know, you didn't let that. Like break the band necessarily even, even though there's not really like a lot of stake in other than like what you put into it yeah. and like you know the people close to you but uh, because it's because to my knowledge has Falmouth actually released any I mean I know there's some things you can hear like if you if you if you look for yeah. them
0: but we, it's, we don't have anything on you know like vinyl or on a um, compact disc there's some things on Bandcamp and I think the thing that we we've got like a 10 song thing that we're naming after Steve Smith um, that we're probably just going to we just talked actually just talked about the other night um, finally decided we're just going to put on band camp we're not going to try to put on vinyl or anything like that the thing is is the recording is really raw I mean these were just demos you know sure we had the intent every intention of going in and Actually, recording something with a little more quality, but this is all we've got, and and these are the only things that you know we right. have. Right, that, that's Steve, the so.
2: document of that period. Yeah, like exactly. Who he wanted to be or not. So
0: we're not going to ditch them. Yeah. Um. But we're probably not going to you know we're not going to spend a ton of money you know trying to put it out on physical product either because it you know I mean we're not going to make that money back. Well, and it's exactly. Like it's and you're, not like we have any money. Like, you know, speak, so.
2: Speaking, you know, speaking for you, you're you're a man, you know, with children and like house yeah. and like it's all. You know, yeah. it's, it's a wildly different it's a, set of stakes in the game than if you were, say, like, you know, like, I'm a 20-year-old man, and I you right. know, work at the coffee shop. and uh,
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... I could finance it, but I'm not sure, going to make that money back. You know, you so know there's it's. Other, it's you're you are basically.
2: You could also put the money in, in a barrel and set it on fire. And you did <laughs> about the same thing, except for, like, you know, Well, This would be a little bit better than that, but. Because you would get a longer term enjoyment out of yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That it's, yeah. But
0: if we put it on Bandcamp.
2: Speaking of someone that's put a lot of money in barrels to set it on fire.
0: Right, right.
2: <laughs> I do love to watch a burn.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we if we put it on Bandcamp, you know. Our all of our friends can get it and they can listen to it for free and, you know, they can download it and they can do whatever they want with it, you know, so so we'll just do that. Um, we need to do that because we need to start, because we actually have a whole bunch of other songs now that are post-Steve. Right. We are really loving a lot. Well,
2: I, I, I mean, I would love to play all of it, so, I mean, you know, give, give it all to me.
0: <laughs> I, you know what? Yeah, I will. I, I will. It, it, right now, it's all, again, still just like, you know, room recordings and sure. church and table recordings um, whenever, and you know. demo stuff you know but yeah i'll get you definitely i'll get to some of that and thanks for that
2: just remember your old friend conan i got you covered heck yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah so it's it's enormous fun it's i've always had a creative project going my whole life i mean if it wasn't strip wax i you know i did i did things before that
2: yeah there was a very impressive one the the jeff moody this is your life segment of, of the thing that my band did with, uh, yeah. with many other bands, that would that was a very. I was characterized that it's like a surprise party where most of the town shows up for the person that, just, that, that does the thing. That
0: was insane, I mean, it was really...
2: and just a crazy amount of, of great bands. And that there was a, a thing produced that was like, oh, you know, here is Jeff with hair, and he has like a radio, like a TV show of some kind. Looks like MTV, and like I don't, I had no idea about any of this. this yeah. is I mean, you to be clear, you've been a guy that's, that's been at large. And kind of representing things that he loves for a long time, yeah. And it's kind of—I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, it made me kind of think a little bit about myself and be like, "Wow, he's done this." Like, you know, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm thinking like I'm like the old-time soldier, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like, yeah, man, I'm just getting started. Jeez, like this guy's been, yeah, doing it for like a, like a thousand years beforehand. I think, and yeah. I
0: mean, really, like, it was humbling. It was it was a nice it was a nice thing. The probably like the mid '80s, I guess. That, that's when we, you know. Doing things since. Doing things. Doing things, Since, indeed. like, probably about 1985 with music. So, so
2: and, like, all right, if, if you were to. And everybody loves and despises lists, but if you were to make a list of, like, here are the bands that, to me, meant the most or, or brought me some. Oh, God. Yeah. Lo- level of, of joy or adventure that. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll excise the Rutabaga from the list because we already covered them adequately. Yeah. But, like, o- other bands throughout your time that you can say, okay, these this and here's why. Is there anything that like leaps to mind for Oh
0: yeah. Um oh yeah, and it's it's huge too. I mean, um, you know, KISS because not because I thought they were a great band or anything, but when I was, not long term, when I was... <laughs> no, no, yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. When I was 13, I, they were like, God, it's all I cared about, you know what I mean? Because it was like, you know, fire and blood and makeup and, you know, cool leather, and it was awesome. And I, what I was telling, when when we were talking to the Hoolahans... Um, yes, uh, the sibling show to Protonic Reversal, Life yeah, in the Barrage. when we were at the barbecue last weekend, we were talking, uh, when I was in my excited state, I was, was trying to talk about how... um. Kiss oh, yeah, was sorry,
2: Mister Mister John Houlahan, uh who, if you do not already know, no, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. He kind of knows the sound man for Rob Zombie. Oh, all right. Well, I, okay. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the least impressive name drop ever.
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Um, uh, the uh, yeah, well, they were Kiss was the Kiss was the gateway to Cream. You know, sure. I, I saw Kiss on the cover of Cream magazine, not knowing what Cream magazine was.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly,
0: Kiss didn't really mean a whole lot because because <laughs> it was full of Iggy Pop and New York Dolls, and, right, right, and you know, Aerosmith and like all this stuff that I was just like, oh, what, what, what? And then reading all this great writing, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I that was I ne- I didn't stop until Cream was done. You know, I, I just I from there on I was always reading that magazine. I had a subscription for a while and. Um, that was like the gateway to everything. So, like, yeah, Iggy Pop, Rolling Stones, I'm a huge Rolling Stones fan. Sure. I don't, right? you know, I yeah. mean, that, that... that Took me man, years to get it, but I, I love them too, you know. It's, it's been a long time since they've done anything of consequence, <laughs> but, sure. you, know, I mean, you know, one thing I did go back and listen to was, like, I think it was a... The Steel Wheels record, maybe. Um, yeah,
1: you know, it's 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 not bad.
0: I hated it at the no, time, but yeah. there's some pretty good. That's like their last gasp, I think. You know, as a creative entity, yeah, probably, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I. Uh, some girls to me is just like the that record just kicks my ass. I mean, up and that's, down it's the street, a good, it's a good record. Yeah, yeah, that record's amazing. You know, a song like Shattered. I know you've heard it a billion times on the radio, but you know what? I'll still consciously play it because i want to hear it even though not very many songs can you rub that far down into the dirt (laughs) and still want to hear it because the bass lines are great and the shoobies great and just the whole everything about that song is just kick ass It's, it's terrific so so the rolling stones have always been huge iggy pop has always been huge sure um I I liked I liked when Ministry made their big transformation and went mm. to um, it, it when they turned to Satan. I actually I right
2: that, right right like so like like after they went from sounding like a, a doofy Depeche Mode ripoff off to yeah. uh, being really in the big black. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I gotta say I'm with you. Like those first, those uh, yeah, mine is a terrible thing to taste. Uh, Land of Rape and Honey, Psalm 69. Like I was like, oh, that's this is,
0: insane. That stuff it's is pretty cool, brutal stuff. It's, yeah, it's completely. Um, away from everything else at that time. I mean, it's completely right. on its own, and that 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 blew my mind. You know, I've always loved the replacements. I, I, I you know I've
2: only like about like, last year I've only actually started listening
0: really? to repl- the replacements. Yeah, I somehow I
2: somehow missed them
0: in my sloppy garbagey live band. I right. mean, you know, just just I've seen them. I saw them like four or five times, and you know, I met Tommy Stinson one time. I met I met. Um, Paul Westerberg one time and Tommy was sullen and crabby and um, Paul was sick and it was like I felt really bad because I love Paul Westerberg to death I, I, I love his songwriting but um a terrible live band, but I love their songs. <laughs> you know, no, I really every time I no, see no, them, uh, like that's that's oh, all I hear. There's right? moments where it just shines, and then the rest of it's kind of like, bleh, you know, just farting and belching. To
2: me, they were characterized as being much like Guided by voices. That on any given night, they might be the worst rock and roll band in the world, or the best rock and roll band in the world. Which is kind of what I love about them. Yeah, right? and you just you didn't know you didn't know what was how what was going to shake down.
0: Yeah, and they clearly. Did not give a fuck about, what, about any of it, so that was kind of you know that was kind of cool. I, I always loved that band. Um, uh, Jesus Lizard, I think, is sure, the yeah. best live band. On the other hand, the best live band, yeah, it's most consistent of just yeah, and and. You know, you got one guy that's drunk and sloppy. Yeah, you know? and everyone else is just like a,
2: like a grinding machine of efficiency. And then there's the one guy that's just the, the lightning rod of jackassery. Just Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
2: Amazing. And by the way, those lyrics are not... They're, they're much more deep and complex than people normally give them credit for. Oh, sure. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, David Yao's lyricism as obtuse as it can be. He's funny. Yeah, he's a very funny. Oh, he's yeah. really
0: funny. I, people, I don't think people gave him credit for how funny he was. Um, the Cows, I was a big Cows fan sure. um, yeah. back when, you know, in the 90s when I was doing a music video show and, and, and the Cows were like, they're making these amazing videos too mm-hmm. um, along with these insane, like, Allergic to myself. I think it's just one of the greatest. That's like one of the greatest rock songs I think ever. It's it's uh, it's just loud and horrible. And what and what a a, like it's just loud and horrible. It was
2: great. Yeah, I
0: mean this killer killer riff and this whole what a great line. I'm allergic to myself. It's just that's just awesome stuff, man. The video is really really cool um, for that. Hitting the wall. Hitting the wall is amazing. So good. <laughs> oh my god, it's completely unhinged. Yeah. yeah. No, that's just a guy freaking out. I mean, yeah. it's completely freaking out. I remember at that time, you know, cuz you probably remember mm-hmm. um record labels were the 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 big I remember those. Go the, ahead. the big fish were out there swallowing the the smaller fish like crazy, you know. They were gathering the eggs anyway and eating them. And um I remember thinking, God, you know, these guys they're, just, they're picking these bands up and they don't even know what to do with them once they get them. Right. You know? Hey, we got them! And I just now what do we do? Saw, yeah. <laughs> and I saw it time and time again. And I'm talking to these guys uh, from the labels, too, and they're telling me, you know, oh, we got this band called Gumball or whatever, you know, and I'm like, okay, well... What about, you know, didn't you just sign, like, the Flaming Lips, you know? And, of course, now it's like everybody's yeah, now, the everybody, Flaming Lips. But sure, sure. at but the Different time, story at the time. When they first got them, Warner didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. They didn't know anything. They didn't know what to do with them. So there was all that going on. I remember saying, like, okay, when somebody picks up... When Columbia signs the cows... Then I'm gonna believe this whole alternative crap thing is actually <laughs> right, happening. Right, sure. Until that happens, it's it's nonsense. I'm not paying any attention to it or giving any credence to it. <laughs> and it ended up just being that's actually one of the reasons why we stopped doing the video show too, because it just we saw we saw Limp Bizkit and that was it. Nah. We, we saw what was we saw what was coming and it was like all right, that's that's now it's now it's all in the toilet. Let's, it's a fat sack of nonsense from here forward. Let's get out of here. Let's get out okay. of it now. So <laughs> let's get yeah. out while the getting's good. So yeah, about 1997, we just we just shut it down. Um, but, you know, there's like... So the Cows and... Yeah, and, then, I mean, and there's then, just like a million... There's like... Now, I mean... Amy... I loved Amy Winehouse. I, I just absolutely adored <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Okay. I I loved, you know, I loved her voice, and it's thought you know... I thought she, was, she made one really perfect record. I mean, it was absolutely... It's
2: you, I mean, to a certain degree, that's all you need. I mean... Back I mean. to
0: Black is... There is nothing... I'll fight anybody that says there's anything wrong with that <laughs> record. It, it's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's bulletproof, 100%. Um I liked them I, I liked uh, uh there was a band called um are These English they they were like friends of hers too um I I liked them so much I can't remember their name. Um
2: was it uh hold on a second. I th- I, th- I think I think I know the band you're talking about. Let me let me see, let me see if I uh if I have any appropriate the appropriate trying oh, to Oh, no, I it.
0: I do like the Libertines a lot. Um I like them. Uh there's and now like yeah, with I think when I hit the finally like in DJ Hostetler turned me on to the
2: Of Body Futures and if I had High Fi Fame.
0: Yeah. I played was, many Body Future
2: songs in the show lately.
0: He was he was the guy who had the secret handshake to like mm-hmm. get sure. into the whole PRF world and um and thank goodness I'll always love him for that because he was he was really the guy. Um, and, and now there's like just been so many, so many bands in in the PRF that I that I just really really love, you know. Um, Hi Fi is one of them. My God, those sure bands. Yeah. they're out of they're out of control. Police Teeth, James Burns, that guy. I'm telling you, I just soul of rock and roll right there. I just he doesn't even know how much I love him. I mean, that guy. My God, he nobody writes. And I told him this like I don't know how many times. I just keep saying it to him. Nobody writes about the working class struggle right now any better than he does. He's he's just the best at it. You know? Yeah. I wish I could I know what he's saying, you know, and, and I I wish I could write it in the way that he's writing it. Totally, he's yeah, just he's nailing the shit out of how badly people are getting crushed, you know. Um, so I caught half of the seminar set. Um, Seminars
2: are wonderful. They're they're awesome.
0: Because I got caught in traffic on my way back to the to Borelli's, but um, I, I caught half of their set, and I was so glad. Um, and, and then Police Teeth is just like a completely awesome machine. Those guys, sure. God, what a what a fucking band! I mean, they're really really terrific. I think probably out of the whole PRF thing, I think Police Teeth has been my like my favorite. Thing that I've run into that awesomer than the double record just completely blew my head off. Yeah, summertime some, brews, some, is great, like, some
2: amazing songs there.
0: That's like okay, you know, you've got these summertime songs, right? Um, that uh, summertime Bruise and then the 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 rutabaga, the uh, turn on the summer. Mm-hmm. It's like those two songs are just, you know, why isn't every kid in America singing these these songs? Right? Why are they putting up with? Um, so they got a, so whatever these shows Robin are. Robin Thicke. I mean. these, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, these shows on TV. That
2: oh, right, the talent shows. Parade
0: these singers around and, you know, try to make them into products. And why, why, why? Yeah. why. I hope they
2: all get canceled.
0: Every yeah. one of them. I'm really grateful that my daughter likes all this stuff so much because she really sees how, yeah, that's kind of packaged crap, you know. And that's great. She's really young. <laughs> and she sees it, so. That's
2: fantastic. It's good pair so
0: that it is. Yeah. yeah. So well, yeah, I, but um, and then you know, I I, I told you this before, but the, the victory song, uh, get tough, get through it, <laughs> has been, you know, I, <laughs> that question was not fishing, by the way. No, no, this is no, I'm not. This is this isn't my ass kiss moment for. Thanks for having me on, Valencia, <laughs> Conan. I'm gonna end now with the story about your song. Um, no, really, I, I'm telling you, dude, that song um, has powered me through a lot of third shifts that were, like, on That's Saturdays awesome. and Sundays. And I'm ready to, like, God, you know what? I'm going to die, you know. I'm just going to lay under this machine and burn to death. And um, <laughs> <and I, laughs> it's just because it would be better than working another hour in this hell hole. But, um, but now, no. Now, I, I, now I, I'm
2: sad we didn't play for you the last, like, three or four times that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you saw us play. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I, I just that. Wow, that, I didn't realize the stakes were that high. There's like it's, it's like lava monsters and things. And
0: man, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's like, I, yeah, I worked in a pretzel factory in the summertime. It would get up to like 125 degrees and there. Just a, you know, your bottom of your Doc Martens are melting and. It's stupid. Stupid hot. And that's the busy time of the year, too, right? In the summer. Totally. When when you want to go enjoy the weather and everything. Make some more goddamn pretzels because the Super Bowl is coming up in eight months. And this stuff has a shelf life of 12 months. And we're going to get all this stuff out the door and have it ready for everybody by the Super Bowl. That's how the Uh, snack food business works. The Super Bowl is Christmas Uh, yeah, for snack foods. But, yeah, but that song, killer, 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 absolutely powered me through a lot of things. Um. Right now, uh,
2: yeah, what's 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 I'm what are your current jams? Dead Rider, that that Dead Rider oh, it's so good. Dead like, Rider. I, I play, i played it. I think since I got the record, I think I played it. I played a, a song every single show, yeah. And like, it's a different song because I'm like, oh, I'm really into this song yeah. now, and this is now my new favorite. It's like, and by uh, the way, you would never think that that was a white man with a slouch hat singing that. Like, it was sort of like, oh, it's, it's like the Tom Waits sort of thing. Not that he sounds like anything like Tom Waits, but of just like, oh, you just, huh. Like, I, because the U.S. Maple thing, to me, I was trying to explain this that as much as I loved U.S. Maple, like, sometimes the deconstructionism kind of, yeah, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know, but with Dead Rider, it's like, oh, no, this is, like, very tuneful. It's very musical. And, but there's just, like, intensity, kind of, like, a postmodern James Brown kind of way, almost. And, and like, in like, how the delivery of just, like, what's going on? But this is. Awesome! Like, what's happening? This yeah. is cool.
0: It's the weirdest mix of of um, styles.
2: Like, yeah, the more mellow stuff is like a really evil TV on the radio, and then yeah. uh, you know, there's stuff that's like, oh, this is like a cross between Queens of Stone Age and Nine Inch Nails, but here's like a weird Mr. Bungle part, and like, okay, that's interesting.
0: See, I think it to me it sounds like. If um, it's like Jim Thurwell producing the best David Bowie record ever made, that's totally. that's yeah, what it, yeah. that's what it sounds like to me. Thurwell at his when he was really like you know at his fetus fetus futtus
2: Dead writers great. I actually wish I would have gotten a station idea from them when I when I oh, saw them because I was, uh, yeah. but yeah, they are playing SF and in, uh, in uh, about a month, so I'm, nice. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them again. I will probably hit them. He did compliment me my my Jim Belushi win. Uh, Todd Rittman you won the Jim Belushi I, I won the Jim Belushi book so I, I will I will briefly break away from the question answer guest format <laughs> to mention that of the many raffle prize gifts at the incredible PRF barbecue, of which there were many including guitars there were uh, gas grills you know uh, amazing gifts yeah. ma- ma- amazing things all for charity for uh, great causes and I put in a lot the only one I really wanted to win was the Jim Belushi book Really? Yeah, and the reason why is because as I walked up to, like, oh, I was, like, thinking, like, what do I want to put a ticket in for? (laughs) Rob from West like looks at me. I'm looking at the Jim Belushi book. He's like, oh, don't even even put that in for that. I'm like, wait, what? He's like, that's mine. I already put it in for that, so don't even bother. (laughs) I'm like, really? Really? So at that point, not only did I want it, but I wanted him not to have it. <laughs> really bad. So I was like, oh, yep. um, And then for, for the listening audience at home, I might mean putting a ticket into the, the bucket. And I, I put the ticket and I was like, "We'll see about that." So fast forward to like when the rath prizes are given out, and you know I'm like, all right, the baritone guitar is beautiful. It's gorgeous. I don't need another guitar. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I can barely play the ones I got. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 fine. It, like get somebody more deserving should, could, and did get it. But I was like, I was sitting there thinking, like, I really hope I win that Jim Belushi book. <laughs> I really hope I win it. And sure enough, you know, they call the Jim Belushi book "Goes Neutron," and I'm like.
1: Yeah.
2: Divine awesome. providence, and then I walk up, and, and you know Rob's right there, and I, I go, I go over to him, and I just go, "How's it feel to lose?" Wow, and then I, I like block tackle him, and no, nobody understands what's going on because no one understands how insular this. Like, first of all, like, like somebody put in for that? It's Jim Belushi, not John Belushi. And no, I know <laughs> who it is. He's he's a, he's a reviled and hated figure in in Chicago sports, and considered the biggest hanger on in the in the field of acting. Ever that has has ever become any famous, and for me that's super interesting. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll read that book. Fine. (laughs) So the 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 terminus of that story is that I had Rob sign it as Jim Belushi to me. Nice. Which I think, and he misspelled neutron intentionally. I thought that was pretty funny.
0: (laughs) He put the u before.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So that that's my uh, my Jim Belushi book
0: story. (laughs) Nice. But I missed I missed Dead Rider because I um. Because I, I had to go to work again, yeah. Um, is, and I, I missed Hex. That's too. what this I, show is
2: for. I that's love people. Yeah, I go to work. I love. Wear Hex were great. I, I need to. I'm not, I'm not going to play at this show. I will get some Wear Hex to play for future shows because they they're great. They, they, they were. They were. And that's the first time I'd seen them. Yeah. Talk about a band that uh, brings a damage, but also has a great presentation as well. Like that's a
0: it's a good band. I've been waiting. I've missed them like four times because I had to work. But um, you know, it's just—it's the way it is. One of these days. We
2: we don't believe in work here at uh, Protonic Reversal, Uh, unfortunately.
0: It's probably
1: because I'm at my day job.
2: Indeed, it is, Rebecca Bortman. (laughs) Indeed, it is.
0: Nice. (sighs) So,
2: all right. So, so, yeah. So, bringing bringing up to present time, as as a, I, I feel like you're a man of wisdom.
0: Oh, you're wrong about that, <laughs> man that 's unwise of you
2: uh, i I feel like you are in a place in your life that I'm, i mean I, I could be wrong but you, you seem you know happy like and yeah. contented like doing things at the level that you can do them at, and I just you know, I wonder if there's a lot of people that listen to the show that maybe are creative people and are at different places in their life, yeah, and if there's anything you can you can share as a a salve for the uh
0: for <laughs> the way the world is. Well, I don't know, man. I, I uh, The only thing that I, I would never in my life do um, art or anything creative for a paycheck. I've never done that because I always felt like if I do that, then I have to answer to somebody and then it's not going to be a creative project anymore. It's going to be a, a work project. And I've always had a really good sense of what, you know, okay, here's the job that you do. And then here's the creative thing that you want to do. Now, you know, if somebody wanted to come along and just give me money to do these (laughs) creative, you know, hey, you want to... We'll pay you to do a you know music video show every week or we'll pay you to do a comic strip I um, any money I would pay you to do either of those things go ahead I've never yeah I mean I've never I've never been able to actually make a living off of them but I'm able to make beer money you know and then you know hold down a regular job too that's the thing I think if you're out there and you have a creative idea and there's something you want to pursue you should just do it because and don't worry about making money from it um because you're going to be happy in the long term when you when you're working on it you're working on it it's the work um when you get done with that project and you look back on it you're going to have this all this stuff that's there that you're hopefully going to be really proud of you know and then sure then yeah, you'll come up with the next idea the thing that you're going to work on and you know you'll be in the middle of it and
2: <laughs> like hey let's have a
0: radio show yeah well <laughs> you know yeah i mean it's just Exactly. Well, I can tell you, you know, when we started doing, when we started doing Noise Bazaar, it was like, okay, well, who's going to care about this? And does anybody watch it? And, you know, where is it at? And. You know, in the initially when you're doing the first year, it's like you know, why are we doing this? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. But you have to build that audience. It takes a while. Like it anything, does. Whether it you're does. in a band or you're writing a column or anything, it, it takes a while to build that to build that up. Once you do, then you know you start getting some feedback, and that that's kind of neat. Um, and then you've got this body of work to look back on too, and that's right. really the most satisfying thing is being able to look back on everything that you've done and say, oh, wow man I really you know I'm pretty good look at all that look at the look at that, that, deb- that debris trail I left that's pretty pretty cool oh th- that makes sense
2: he is important that's
0: why he looked important. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Who's that?
2: That's that's my. Where are my, these people walking in and out <laughs> with, with these random that, statements? That is my uh, my sometime, most time co host uh, DJ Real Time Drop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh right! Who will be back with us uh, next week when I return back to the lovely bay? Cool. But yeah, you, you, you're Sam. So you're did the element of your story before I interrupted it with. Oh, that's really. Effects.
0: That's really it, man. If you want to do something, you should just do it. Stop thinking about it. Um, stop thinking of reasons why you can't do it, and just start doing it because really it's going to be satisfying and the world's going to be a better place if you're out there doing creative things rather than just being a tool and making a product or a widget or you know whatever for somebody else and making them a lot of money you know really do your own thing do something creative entertain us show the world what you got it's fun it really is fun isn't it? Isn't I, fun? Don't you think this is the way to be? I mean, you know, cringe. doing thing doing things, isn't it the Do, way? Doing things indeed. Isn't it the way? It's exhausting it way. and it's hard and <laughs> look, I got to get up and I got to get up in a few hours, but I'm so loving sitting here talking to you and, yeah, and yeah. talking about this stuff that, you know, this is this is the way to be. Yeah, no, I, I think those, those are
2: if 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 I was trying to think of better words to close, and I could not think of them. So I, I thank you for that, Jeff Moody.
0: Hey, man. No problem. Uh,
2: find all things Jeff Moody at <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have like a catch-all thing? I mean, there's a foul mouth with F- yeah hbandcampcom The can- strip, strip wax, the site's still there. Right, um, is is
0: there's no Stripwax site, but if you Google Stripwax Comics, C O M I X, you'll find you'll Google, right? You'll find all kinds of crap. Trust My, it's, me, it's trust all me over the place. you
2: will be stoked. You will waste endless hours at your job. There's
0: a there's a <laughs> weird ton of links out there. I mean, it's just it's everywhere. It it really is kind of weird. Jeff
2: Modi, thank you much for being on the show. Cheers, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. All right. All right.
1: Rebecca from Happy Fangs, and you're listening to Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. That's like a science thing, right?
2: That's right. <laughs> Anyways, only in Radio Valencia. Is this thing on? RadioValencia.fm As I mentioned, the show's on Facebook. Please upgrade it on iTunes if you're inclined to do that kind of thing. Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. We'll be back next week with another live show. Are we going? WayToNeutron.com. Is this thing on? Catch you next time. Test, test,
0: test, test, test.
1: is America and all the ships at sea. Anyone within the sound of my voice. I've got fifty thousand watts of power. I Wanna ionize the air.
0: microphone turns sound into electricity can you
1: hear me now out on route 128 dark and lonely i got my radio on can you hear me now can you hear me now
0: Radio.